0: Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's Word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful.
1: Investing for Eternity, we continue our series and today we are going to look at an interesting passage. Let me welcome those that are watching us by television and those that are listening to us on radio, our churches in Victoria that are joining us and in Ghana, Accra. Welcome. Welcome to Calvary Worship Center. We said two weeks ago, sow and reaping is a divine law. We also said, that as long as uh, God said in the book of Genesis, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest. That's a promise. Hebrews chapter 13. Today I'm going to take this as a test. The Bible says, do not forget to do good and to share. Somebody said to share. For with such sacrifices, God is where pleased. I look at this passage, and today I want to invite you as we take a journey to understand what kind of sacrifices, what kind of giving pleases God. So I'm going to speak to you on the subject quickly. Giving that pleases God. For with such giving, such sacrifices, God is where pleased. It's not every giving, every gift that we bring before God that is acceptable. Right from the beginning, the first giving that was ever written in the Bible was by Abel and Cain. And the Bible tells us that they both brought a gift to God, but somebody's gift was accepted and another's gift was rejected. What kind of giving? pleases God. I know we have started to give, we have started to bring God our first fruits, our tithes, our thanksgiving offering, our mission offering, all that. But I believe at this point, it's very important for you to understand. Sometimes it's not what you give, it's how you do it. That will bring honor to God and that will bring, that will please the living God. Are you still with me? So today I'm going to share with you quickly seven kinds of giving that will excite the heart of God. I believe a few months ago I mentioned to you there's nothing greater in life to know that you are pleasing God. Nothing greater in life. For God to tell you that He's pleased with you is the highest honor that a child of God Somebody did not hear what I'm saying. When Jesus was being baptized and the heavens were open, God said one thing. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That was it. The greatest honor that you could ever receive is for God to tell you, my son, my daughter, I'm pleased with you. That's all why we are here. So everything that we do as children of God, if it doesn't bring God pleasure, if it doesn't please the heart of God, they are ashes and we are wasting our time. We live, according to Ephesians 1, we live to bring Him pleasure. So in everything that I do, I need to ask myself that this thing pleases God. For a giving more so... Whether our time, our talent, and we said a few weeks ago, whatever we do to give to God, make sure that it brings God pleasure. Number one, what kind of giving? That giving in order to please God has to be supernatural. Somebody say supernatural. In other words, that every gift has to be initiated from heaven. When there is time for offering, don't just grab anything and throw anything in. You need to say, God, what is your will concerning my money at this time? Yes. Obviously, there are some things you don't pray about. You're tight, you have to give 10%. You don't say, God, should I give one half 1.5%, 20%. That one we know. Well, I'm talking about your offerings and your special gifts, anytime you open your purse and you open your wallet, before you take any amount, say, God, what is your will concerning my giving today? The giving that is initiated by revelation, I'm here to tell you, honors God and pleases God. That type of giving, that catches the mind of God. In fact, when you read the Old Testament, God specifically gives rules about how and what they should bring to Him. And that has not changed. People that gave to God came out of a supernatural place. And when you give, that giving that comes from that supernatural place is always will please the heart of God and God will always honor that type of giving. Are you still with me? We hear about Abraham often Isaac. It was initiated by God. And God said, I am honored with blessings. I will bless you because of what you have done. When Jacob brought a special offering to God, he had a revelation of angels ascending and descending. God initiated his gift. In other words, don't just take your offering and make them natural. When they were building the first tabernacle, The Bible say, and the Lord stirred their hearts. Moses told them they went home and God began to do something in their hearts. And the Bible say, in giving they gave until Moses has to beg them to stop. That's supernatural giving. These are people who have just come out of slavery and bondage. They had nothing. And for the first time, they had something. And they had something in their hand that they could treasure. And when God demanded that treasure to be used for a tabernacle, because he moved their hearts, they gave everything. Gave everything. Matthew chapter 26, I wanted to say something. I'm talking about the giving that is divinely motivated. When Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flax of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it. When you read the scriptures casually, you would think that well, she just woke up one morning and decided, ah, I don't like this oil, blah, blah, blah. No woman does that. Can I get a witness? No woman would take expensive perfume and bring it to church. Unless moved by God. How do I know that? The Bible says, when his disciples saw it, they were indignant saying, why this waste? So when you are not moving, it is supernatural. You look at giving as waste. You look at giving as a loss. I am minus. The economy of the flesh tells you this is a waste. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. There is a supernatural implication. For pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my barrier. How did she know even Jesus is going to die? God was saying what she did is prophetic. And she has done something super." Natural. See, we, we live in the flesh and we are kind of minded. And by definition, all of us, including myself, we are selfish. Unless God moves our hearts, our tendency is to keep. Abel's offering was accepted. Cain's offering was rejected. You do, do you know Why? In order to find the answer, you have to go all the way to Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4. The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered. That was different between the sacrifices. Somebody's offering was in the supernatural. And somebody's offering was in the flesh. So every time we come to offer to God, whether it's our praises, our time, or our money, God is looking at the Spirit. Are you hearing from God? The Bible says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. And then it said, as many as are led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. You say, Pastor, does that affect my giving? Oh, yes. You got to be led by the Spirit. I don't want any offering that you have not prayed over because it's a waste. Your giving has to be initiated from above. When the widow from Zarephath brought Elijah an offering, it was because it was initiated Elijah said, I am hearing something. Give me whatever you have. Give me your last bread and your last flour and your last meal. And she did that. And out of that response, supernatural response, knowing that when that meal was gone, they have nothing in the house. God, through Elijah, began to prophesy. He said, the oil, the flour in your house will not run dry and the oil will not cease. There is a blessing throughout the scriptures, the writings of the Old Testament, New Testament. You see the same theme of supernatural giving. People hearing from God, sometimes it tells us something it doesn't tell us, but people don't just get up and bring an offering. Even the widow's mind, I believe it was supernatural. Otherwise, what woman in the right mind will give a last cent or a last dollar to God unless she was convinced by faith that God, God is able. I want to take you to another level if that's okay. Because our children of God, whatever we do, whether we get married or whether we don't get married, whatever we, whether our career, uh, praying for our career, we have to make sure that we are led by the Spirit. Because let me tell you, in the flesh, there are things that you can do that will take you 20 years. But in the spirit, it may take you a week. Sometimes we go through many troubles and like the children of Israel go round the wilderness for 40 years. It's because we are not walking in the supernatural. And it takes us so long to get to a place because we are not taking the time to wait upon the Lord to say, God, what is your spirit saying? Because the Bible says, he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says. He's, God is saying something. I want to be sure that you are hearing. So, before you take an offering, last Sunday, some, some of you are aware, I went to Victoria to, to speak at, at the other church there. And during the time of offering, I took my wallet and had some, some money in it that I wanted to. Anyway, it was for something. Now, as soon as I opened my wallet, God said something. I had it very clear. I didn't even argue. I said, Give it out. Give it out. That was Sunday. Monday, I went to visit somebody. Not a very rich family. When I was leaving, she ran and called me back, put something in an envelope for me. It was double the amount I gave. The day before, I took now listen. I took that money and put it back in the wallet. Say God, I can trust you. I'm leaving the wallet. Next time, tell me what you want me to do with it. Now listen, I'm not saying that like I mentioned two weeks ago. Sometimes the response from God is very quick. Sometimes it may take days, weeks, years. Sometimes your posterity, sometimes your children's children, will benefit from an act. The Bible says that when Abraham gave tithes, the generation of the Levites benefited from it. Levi, and the Bible said, do you know the Bible said the Levites are not supposed to pay tithe because Abraham has already done it. Posterity. Sometimes you may wonder, ah, why can't I see now? Sometimes it's even invested for you in heaven. I want my... If God wants to bless me, I want it up there because how long am I here for? If God gives me a chance, do you want me to bless you now or there, I say, God, keep it there. Because I'm going to live there forever. Yeah. I mean, how long? 30, 40 years? I'm not even be alive. I don't want all my eggs here. I want to invest in eternity. Yeah. Number two, what kind of blessing will please the God? Please the heart of God. The sacrificial type of giving sacrificial. This word gave as I begin to study this word, God brought a new meaning. The Bible talks about sacrifices, sacrifices. What is a sacrifice, brothers and sisters? What is a sacrifice? A sacrifice is something that is of a value to you. Can can you give me that definition? Are you there? it's giving up something you value to God. I know at this point the church will be quiet. Something that you value, when you gave that thing to God, is called, in the Bible, it's called sacrifice. Let me go back to the passage I started with, Hebrews. Do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well-pleased. Why is God well-pleased? Because every money that you give away, you could do something with it. Amen? Buy some nice shoes. You can never have enough shoes, can we, ladies? I mean, some of you have shoes that will match all the colors in the rainbow, but you are still buying shoes. Turn to somebody and say, he's talking about me, all the ladies. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have shoes that will mark, match your eyebrow, your lipstick, your hair. If there's a small yellow pin at the back of your head, you need a shoe that will match it. And you are looking for a yellow shoe. And one day, God said, give that money for the yellow shoe away. That's a sacrifice. A sacrifice is saying, I value this, I'm going to use it for something, but for the kingdom's sake, kingdom's sake, eternity's sake, I am going to let it go. That process is called sacrifice. And the Bible said that type of sacrifice, God is where well please. Giving up something. Can we go back to that passage? Matthew. Ladies. Watch it again. I read the second part. When Jesus was at Bethany at the house, a woman came to me having an alabaster flask. Very costly underline it. That oil was expensive. Very expensive. It's like equivalent of ladies having a diamond ring or a diamond necklace and giving it away for the sake of the kingdom. Until children of God, that's why I'm calling this eternity. Investing to, Until we begin to think about heaven. Until we begin to have heaven on our mind. We will live here like we we are not going anywhere. But we're going somewhere. When the children of Israel were leaving Israel, they gave them gold, necklaces. They gave them all kinds of blessings. They just blessed them. And I can imagine the women going to their into their tents and say, honey, what do you think? Oh, it looks so great. And then Moses calls for an offering. They don't have dollars. They don't have nothing. All that they have is their properties, their chains. Moses never told them, bring your chains. All that he said, let us bring an offering, go home and pray. And they took their necklaces off. They took their rings off. They took all their jewelry off and they say, here, take it to build God's house. We need to start thinking like that as believers. We brought nothing into this world and the Bible says it is certain we won't take anything out. There's a place where we need to be content. Whenever you read in the Bible about people walking with God, you see these traces of sacrifices. Abraham sacrificing his son. You see all that. Let me give you, let me forward you to the New Testament, show you some Acts chapter 4. Now there were, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of land. Now, those of you who, who understand the the, the history of Israel, land is not very big. To have a land in Israel, even t- today, is very expensive. More expensive than even Vancouver. To own a land in Israel, people own land. And throughout the Bible, Israel has suffered, struggled all because of land. The motif of land The land that God gave Abraham. And for a Jew, the land is everything. And people came and gave away their land. What will motivate somebody to do that is the love of God. When heaven is on your mind and you are loving God more than anything, you hold on to these things very loosely. I ask myself all the time, my wife would tell me, if God would tell me, Sam, give this house away. I want to be my witness. I would not even blink. I have come to that point in my life where properties don't mean anything to me anymore. Unless it's not from God. If God speaks to me, I would it. Because my understanding about eternity has changed me forever. And I want to bring you along, church. Let us live for heaven. If God calls on us, you know what that's interesting? Genesis chapter 21. God comes to Abraham, say, I want you to let Ishmael go. He packs things, give him some gifts and some food, and let him go. Genesis 21. The next chapter, God comes to Abraham. I want you to sacrifice the next, your only son. If Ishmael was still at home, it would have been easy. Or either give Ishmael away or even give Isaac away, knowing that he still has a son in the house. He had just dismissed his son. And the next chapter, God come to Abraham and said, give your only son. And he said, he said, your only son. He came to Sabiah. And the Bible said early in the morning, Abraham stood up and said, Isaac, we're going somewhere. That is a place every child of God needs to come. Every Isaac, anything you value in your life, God will come one day and say, can you give that away? If you cannot, then you are tied to this world. If you, are, if you cannot, then you can't tell me you love God with all your heart. Because when God calls us to love him, he calls us to love him with everything. Everything else is secondary. You need to ask yourself, is there something in my life right now, if God asks me to give away that I will struggle, you are still tied up. And the only thing I can tell you, remember lost wife. In fact, if you are tied to this thing and you are know, not careful, it may even cost you eternity. Because Jesus mentioned about lost wife in the middle of telling us about his second coming and how some people are going to miss it. He, she turned back and turned to a pillar of salt. Is this thing too heavy for you? Can I, you want me to turn it down a bit? Father, I pray that I will give this word exactly the way you give me. I pray that I will not compromise. I pray, oh God, that your word will come fresh and enter into our hearts. I pray that this word will bear fruits, fruits for eternity. Amen. Sacrificial giving. What type of giving that God really accepts? <laughs> In 2 Samuel chapter 24, David makes an interest. He said, I will not sacrifice. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God, Bent offering that cost me nothing. Until your giving begin to cost you, you have not yet started giving. Until you begin to feel it. Until, until you begin to say, I am giving something of value to God. Either to help the poor, or either to help somebody, or either to push somebody into the mission field. Until you come to that point, you haven't yet started giving. Giving up something of value for God's kingdom. Uh, can I move on? What kind of offering really... Blesses the heart of God. What kind of giving? Number three, giving that is very superb. Excellent giving. What is excellent giving? Your best. You see, like sacrifices, our human tendency is always to give God our least, our last, and our worst. That's a human tendency. Human tendency, like, I have done it, you have done it, and we've all done it. You have $50 in your pocket, and you have a $10. It's offering time. I know what I'm intended to give. I'll give the $10. bucks. i will keep the 50 That's a human tendency. That's the flesh. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 8, God wrestled with Israel about this. He said, when you give me blind animals, they are bringing offering, and they are bringing the ones that are blind. Blind animals are sacrifices. Is that not wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Something that you don't want, you bring to God. Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased, the word please comes again. He is, says the Lord Almighty. God wants at our best or nothing. Are you hearing me, church? You give God your best, and anytime somebody gave their best to God, Jesus goes, wow. That's what I'm talking about. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Hebrews 11, verse 4. Let's go back to the passage. I didn't finish reading it. By faith, Abel offered supernatural giving to God, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. One offering, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. What is he talking about? Offering. In other words, even when you pass on, your offering will still speak. Will speak for you, will speak for your generation. Abel has been dead thousands of years ago. But that offering is still speaking. In other words, God said when we give our best to him, it becomes a memorial. Are you hearing me, somebody? Becomes a memorial. Go back to that passage in Matthew 26. Let me show you something again. And she poured the oil. Jesus, I tell you the truth. Wherever this woman with her alabaster, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed, what's deed, is offering will be remembered and discussed. I want my offering to be remembered and discussed. Do you know the Bible says that there's a book of remembrance in Malachi? Whatever you do, and when you do it with the right heart and the right attitude, God records it. God never forgets when you give him your best. You hear me saying, if if you're not ready to give God your best, keep your money. And I mean it, keep it, because it's a waste. It grieves God when you bring God a bland animal. You give God that which you don't want. It's like we say, church, can you bring some clothing and some bags and some shoes for people who are in need? You go and bring your junk. Oh! When they met the need of the poor, they brought their best. They sold their land. They sold their houses. For what? To help the poor. But you and I will bring the shoes that we don't even need, that we don't have time to throw away. Blind animals. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I've heaven on my mind. I want to serve God truly, the way I know best through the scriptures. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be alive. And you got to live your life like you don't have tomorrow. Give it up. When God tells you, give it up. When it's time, you, you need to ask yourself, is this my best If it's not my best, I'm not going to give it. Give God your best. Because when I go shopping, I want to buy the best clothes for myself. Sometimes it's a bit expensive, but I want to buy it for me. I want to do even better for God. Am I saying something? God is the initiator. Barbara, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave Angel Michael, Angel Gabriel, God could have given us one of his angels. He gave us his only begotten son. Only. And when that son died, that was all that he's got. There is no other son. That's the story of redemption. God expects us to give him his best. That's why when he came to Abraham, he said, Abraham, I want you to give me your only son, your best. By the way, do you know on Mount Moriah? where Abraham gave his only son, and God was so excited about it, is the same mountain called Mount Calvary that Jesus died. Do you know that? Prophetic. I hope we can visit there. I want to go there. That's the idea. Every one of us, at one time in our life, God is going to call us to go to that mountain and make a sacrifice. Every one. One way or the other, God is going to challenge you one day and say to you, do you love me more than this? Everyone, one day, God will be required to offer your Isaac because he did give his only son to us. I don't have time, so I'm going to run through this quickly. Let me give you, how many have I given you? Three, okay, give you the last four very quickly. Number four. The gift that God honors is the gift that is secretive. The showmanship giving, like we do in some of the cultures we come from, God is not a muse. You know, some of you go to churches, oh, I brought $1,000. Everybody should see that I've given $1,000. Some of you, when you give, you want the whole world to know you are wasting your money. God is saying there's no showmanship in the church. Listen to this in Matthew. Take care that you don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired because then you lose the reward from your father. Lose a reward. You lose a reward when you want everybody to know. There are people in the church that give, oh, I, I can't even begin to tell you. But nobody knows them because they don't want anybody to know them because that's the way it's supposed to be. And nobody gives and say, well, I give so much. So whatever, I say, listen to me. I want to be the king of Calvary. No, they come here like the rest of us wearing jeans. But if I tell you how much they put into supporting this ministry, you'll be shocked. you even recognize them when you see them. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. Every one of us, whether we give 1000 thousand, five $5, or $1, we value to God and it has to be secretive. Why? He said, so when you give a gift to someone in need, the next verse please. Don't shout about it as the hypocrites do. Blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to all to call attention to the acts of charity. I assure you, they have received all the reward they will ever get. What reward do you get? Hey, you are good. God bless you. Thank you. you That's your reward. That's it. But when you give to someone, don't tell your left hand what your right hand is doing. That's tough. Your left hand can see it. But God said, be so secretive that your left hand, as you do it, put your left hand behind your back. So that your left hand can see what your right hand is doing. In other words, you have to be so secretive even to yourself. That's a kind of giving. It said, give your gifts in secret. And your Father, who knows all secrets, will, somebody say will, reward you. Number five, what type of giving? Honest God, the type of giving that is selfless. I'm not going to be focused on myself. If I focus on myself, I may never give. Because by definition, I'm very selfish. Watch this. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas, by the apostle, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite from the country of Cyprus. Having land, that's another guy who also sold his land, sold it. Brought the money and laid the apostles' feet, but a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, they also sold their possession, but they were selfish. They kept part of the proceeds. His wife, also being aware of it, brought it a certain part and laid. You know what I've always thought, and so why is men always like that when it comes to giving? I don't know from my experience. When you talk about every man and every woman, it's always the man who is behaving like an ass. Women are naturally very givers. And I hear this all the times. I can't explain. The men are the ones always complaining. Oh, have I said something? Forgive me, forgive me. I didn't, didn't mean to go there. It's always the men. Why? Because we always tend to live in the natural. I am part of it. My wife had to teach me how to let go. To the point that... It, She's stopped even talking, discussing me to me about her, her giving them all because I'm going to rationalize it. I'm going to talk her out of it because that's our mind. We've got an aneer spirit because we are selfish. We think about ourselves and we, okay, if you give this, how can we pay our budget? What about the car payment? and House payment? The rent is coming. no, 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 no. When we are self-centered, it's because we are not thinking about eternity. Luke chapter 12. Again, this story is about a man. Then he told them a story. A rich man, it wasn't a rich woman, a rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to him, he said, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. I want to challenge all these men in this church. Have the spirit of Abel and Abraham and Jacob. Have the spirit of Joseph, Barnabas. I want all the men of Joseph, we should be the best givers and let our wives follow us. Okay, can I hear amen from the men? Amen. Oh, yes. We shouldn't make the women the big givers in the church. We should lead. Yeah. Have the spirit of Abel. Then he said, I know, I will tear down my barns and build bigger hands. Then I will have room enough to store my wheat and other goods. He said, no, I'm keeping this for myself. And I will sit back and say to myself, my friend. Who is my friend? Himself. <laughs> have you ever done that? I have done that. Say, ah, Sam, I am tired. Two services. Let me go home and sit back and get a drink of smoothie and say to myself, Sam, you have worked hard today. Let me watch some NBA basketball. <laughs> don't you do that? Don't you talk to yourself? You say, my. I don't know whether you call yourself my friend, but in a way, he said, my friend. You have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. He wasn't thinking about eternity. Then who would get everything you work for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up heavenly worth but not have a rich relationship with God. I don't think I should say more. Number six, what type of giving blesses God? The giving that is spiritual. Brothers and sisters, our giving has to be rooted in our relationship with God. Relationship with one another. If you are giving to God and you have bitterness against God or bitterness against people, hold on to your offering. Why? Matthew chapter 5 says this. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. Because your giving has to be rooted in your spirituality, in your relationship with God and one another. Are you hearing me? You can't be fighting with your wife as you came on the road on Highway 1, come to the plane, I brought my offering. Hold on! Reconcile with your wife before you bring your offering. Otherwise, your offering is useless. It doesn't please God. Every offering has to be rooted in relationships. Go away. First be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Oh, can I give you one more? What kind of giving... Really pleases God. Number seven. The giving that is sincere. Sincere. Genuine. Giving that is rooted in true love for God. Second Corinthians, let me end with this verse. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, in the love we have candid in you, Paul says, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And then he says something interesting. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love. Giving will always test our love. Do we sincerely love God? It will show. Came across a quote by Amy Carmichael, a missionary in India. Listen to this. Great missionary. Say you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. If you truly love God, you cannot hold on. For God so loved the world that he gave. Holy Spirit, touch our hearts right now. Everybody begin to pray. Take a moment. I want to give a minute. The next 60 seconds, talk to God. In a particular way that God has spoken to you, we are talking about seven types of giving. The supernatural giving. There's sacrificial giving, superb giving, the giving that is secretive, oh, the spiritual giving, sincere giving, selfless giving. Is there any particular area of this serving that God has spoken to you? Will you talk to Him? I want to give an opportunity before we leave. Just talk to Him. Everybody, talk to Him.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's Word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in His presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington state, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.